This is Friends After Five, a podcast featuring two coworkers who will hop on this podcast after five as friends. We share our experiences as third culture kids while highlighting voices amongst our fellow Asians and people of color. Tina, welcome to the first episode of Friends After Five. First things first, we're so happy you're here. If you didn't know, surprise, we're Asian, Asian American, if you want to be specific. We're both from OC. Ayo! And despite that, we've actually had pretty different experiences growing up. In all seriousness, though, something I always struggle with growing up is not hearing a lot of Asian voices. Our goal for this podcast is to not only highlight our fellow Asians, but also people of color. Right. It's so very important to us to try and bring more visibility and representation to the Asian community. In fact, I think that's part of the reason why Steph and I were able to connect and bond so effortlessly when we first met. Mm -hmm. We were actually lucky or unlucky (laughs) enough to meet through work. And even though we started off as co-workers who didn't really know each other, slowly our relationship really grew and blossomed into, I think, a beautiful friendship. I mean, stuff's a little bossy sometimes. But sometimes. Yeah, just sometimes. But that's okay. <laughs> we both really love podcasts. Like, we're so obsessed with them. So we thought it would be a great idea to start our own podcast focused on friendships. Because where would we be without our friends? We owe so much to our friends So we want to empower others to form long-lasting relationships with their friends as well. We all need a support system. If there's anything we learned in 2020, it's that we can't go through life alone. I totally agree. Honestly, if it wasn't for my friends, I probably would have dropped out of college. Not that my Asian parents would have let me do that. (laughs) Haha, I know. But I'm seriously (laughs) debating it for some time. I floated the idea to my friends and they shut it down. And for some people, college may not be the right path for their career goals. But for me, I had nothing else going on. And finishing college was definitely the move. I'm someone who honestly didn't grow up with a lot of friends. And in middle school, I sometimes ate alone. It took me a while to find my ride or die friends, and I hope what people can get from our podcast is that you don't need to be friends with everyone you meet. It might take some time to find some really good ones. At the end of the day, though, having friends is the best. Honestly, Steph, I'm so shocked that you didn't have friends when you were in middle school. That just reminds me of that scene in Mean Girls with Lindsay Lohan's character, and she's literally just sitting in the bathroom by herself, eating in the toilet. I mean, not in the toilet, but (laughs) at the toilet. I get it. Yeah, that was me. (laughs) Oh, that just breaks my heart. Because at work, you're always really nice, and you're such a social butterfly, at least, you know, to the managers and the directors and the (laughs) VPs and the presidents. So that was always my impression of you. But I mean, now we can eat in the bathroom stall together. Not at the not in the toilet. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So personally, I've always cherished friendships. I've never had a huge group of friends. I've always just had a lot of a smaller group of girlfriends that I always make sure to keep in contact with and build that relationship. And I always want to make sure that I keep people who I admire and aspire and connect with. So, and it totally has nothing to do with the fact that I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, Tina. Um, I really do wish I had a friend like you when I was younger. You definitely do go above and beyond for all your friends. And that's something I really, I think is really cool. Tina, why don't you tell our listeners what we have in store for them? Oh, that's so sweet stuff. Thanks for telling me what a great person I am. Of course. I really appreciate that for sure. So other than friendships, we'll be tackling everything in between, like life after college. We're both kind of in our mid to late 20s. You can guess which who's who and which age group. <laughs> um, growing up first generation, of course, dating and relationships, and a lot more. Basically, we just want to be your friends. I'm getting a little tired of stuff, to be honest. And what kind of a friendship podcast would this be without our friends? We'll be featuring some of our friends as guests on the show on future episodes and bringing them along for the ride. So let's get started. So on our first episode, we'll be covering how Steph and I met and how we've been coping with quarantine. Wait, Tina, do you know how long it's been since we've known each other? So I think you started work at our company. Shall we say the name? Nah. No. <laughs> So you started at the company around August last year of 2019, right? Damn. So we've there only... you go with that memory again. <laughs> okay, so depending on what friends you ask of mine, I really I either have a really good memory or a really bad memory. Tina remembers the address of our coworker <laughs> no. after hearing it one time. Okay. Do you think I... she's obsessed with him? <laughs> no. Yes or no? Definitely not. <laughs> um so we've only known each other for a little over a year now and we're already starting a podcast together that is crazy but also really great and I think that speaks volumes to our friendship and how much we've grown and connected with each other throughout the one year that we've known each other it's been a great year I know right honeymooning (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see how the next year goes but do you remember how we met and who introduced us Uh, I do remember it was my second day of work and I was honestly really excited about the job, but still pretty nervous. I'm pretty sure I have social anxiety and I didn't know who I was going to sit with at lunch and I had no idea if I would make any friends at my new job. That's so sad. Other, our other coworker actually invited me to sit with Tina and some other people from our team for lunch and that was when we met. I guess my first impression I was like, this girl's so nice. She asks a lot of questions and she laughs a lot. You seem very close to everyone and I could see why that was. Like I said earlier, you ask a lot of questions, but I think it's because you genuinely care about other people. Oh, that's so sweet. So you always say good things or nice things about me and I feel like I have bamboozled you into this really great first impression because I don't ever hear anyone else say things like that look at Tina being humble (laughs) and laughing again oh yeah I am definitely known to be a giggler so you might hear a lot of my annoying laughing (laughs) but for me my first impression was when one of our coworkers introduced us because we're part of the same team yes So I remember specifically when a new member comes along at work, then someone introduces them to the team. So I remember our mutual coworker introducing us. I remember thinking, oh, she's so cute and like bubbly and friendly. 
Aww. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like a, hey, I'm Tina Hamstaff kind of thing. But then my second impression of you was at lunch. And I remember you were already sitting with everyone. And it was your second or third day. And you were sitting with a bunch of people. Do you remember that? Uh, not really. (laughs) I think I was just trying to immerse myself. I was like, hey, can I sit here? What's up? Yeah, but to be the new kid and be so, um, willing to open yourself up to others, I thought was so cool because I actually ended up sitting by myself because that table was full of people. We have kind of little tables at work. I remember that. I think you were eating something weird like chicken pot pie. Yes, yes. And I was like, this girl is very interesting, but I want to be her friend. And she's sitting over there and I don't understand why she can't just pull up a chair and come to our table. I was so frustrated. I was trying to send her like mental signals like, hey, girl, come to our table. Yeah, you were so nice because you actually invited me to sit with you guys. Oh, cool. I actually did say it out loud. I did actually say it out loud. So you were like, oh, yeah, come sit with us. Because I was literally sitting by myself eating lunch by myself. But you didn't even seem lonely. Like, that's the thing. (laughs) You were so happy to be sitting there. I was like, this girl, I'm pretty sure Tina said she would not come to our table because she saw that it was full, I guess. And I kind of felt a little bit of rejection. But it's okay. I mean, look at where we are at now, right? Yeah. So if you're experiencing rejection, guys, just... It's okay. Hang on. Just keep asking them to come sit at your table. (laughs) Exactly. One day they won't say no. Exactly. It'll, it'll be, it'll be worth it. So Tina, what was your second impression? I guess your impression afterwards and has that changed? Mm, No, I think as we had more lunches together, I think that's kind of what brought us closer is just spending those daily lunches together with our other coworkers, and I right. realized that we had a lot in common. What I do remember was that we used to f- bring books to lunch <laughs> and read because that's how nerdy we are. But I mean, we love to read. I only brought a book, to be honest, because I was scared of sitting alone because I didn't oh. know what time all the people were going to go to lunch. So that's why I brought a book. I was like, I'll look less lame oh. if I'm reading. <laughs> As opposed to not bringing a book and looking cooler. And looking, uh, I don't know. That's up to you. Up to you. <laughs> no, I remember seeing you with a library book. Yeah. And I also borrow books from the library. Hell so I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, we're like soul sisters. Because who read books from the libraries anymore? Seriously. Yeah. So I just remember thinking, wow, this is amazing we can totally talk about books and then I actually remember asking you about to all the boys I've loved because that was the book I was reading and then you were kind of like you read that like (laughs) like what aren't you a little old and I was just like but it's so good I don't remember making any kind of judgment although (laughs) looking back and if you were to read that book again today I definitely make the same judgment good job Steph good job yes thank you thanks Steph for for um for giving me that you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) judgment I I wanted to be nice but of course yeah and then after that you introduced me to spin actually which is also how we got closer because first it was just kind of uh, hanging out in the work environment and then I think to really grow relationships you have to also grow the settings 
Unfortunately, yeah, you do have to hang out with people outside of work if you want to get closer to them. Totally. And (laughs) I hate being that person, but for me, working out is such a big part of my life. And for a while, I don't really think I would hang out with people unless they wanted to work out with me. during or like first and then afterwards we get some food or something but tina for those of you who don't know tina is a yes person she will literally say yes to everything like hey tina i'm moving out of my mansion want to help me move she drop everything and come help you because that's the type of person she is so when i asked her to come to spin little did i know how committed she would get to it Right. Actually, I do agree with that. I am a yes man. Sometimes I do regret it afterwards because I'm just like, why? Why did I say yes to this? But spin in the beginning, it is pretty intense. For those of you who don't know, it's cycling indoors, but there's so much more to that. There's choreography exactly choreography and you have to be on the beat. I was totally off the beat and still am off the beat. But it's a lot of fun. And I think since I kind of already said yes to spin, I wanted to commit to it. When I start something new, I want to give it a chance. Because in the in the beginning, when I would start new things, I would kind of just get frustrated. Or um, dis, um, I would just get frustrated. So I would kind of give up on it. Or so disillusion. Now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, I was late. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so now when I start new hobbies or new interests, I want to give it a fair shot so I can really see if I like it or not. Cause in the beginning you're kind of just struggling, not getting it and it can be very discouraging. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's something I really commend Tina for cause something my therapist actually had me do was she had me write about the difference between words and actions and I always say, like, I'm going to do all this stuff. I almost, I have, like, a 50% follow through. (laughs) And I know Tina has, like, 100% follow through. So that's super awesome. 50%, your parents would not be happy to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I try, though. No, you do. I think definitely trying is very commendable, (laughs) right? At least you're halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's in the works. Exactly. So I think spin and working out one of your passions, as you mentioned, has really also brought us together. And that's also inspired me to work out and be more fit because I definitely have uh, highs and lows when it comes to fitness. So I'll just leave it at that for that. I mean, you did uh, introduce me to Chloe Ting, though. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Chloe (laughs) Ting has changed our lives for sure. And then... Why do you think we became friends? Well, I think we became friends because I remember when I was first starting to know you, I think I was an aggressor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would definitely agree. (laughs) I remember I would purposely try to bump into you like, oh, that's Tina headed to the bathroom. I'm going to go to the bathroom too. And I remember when I finally got your cell phone number, coincidentally, in the bathroom. I I felt like that that. was such a big win. I was like, yes, I can finally text her after work. Wait, that's so funny. I would have never guessed that that was your goal. Oh, yeah. I was an aggressor. That's so funny. No, I, I do also will have to concede as well that 
you were definitely more always the one initiating things in the beginning. Yes. And not in a bad way. And yeah. Yeah. Not in a bad way at all. I always believe in making the first move. Oh. Yeah. Like even in my romantic relationships in the past, quote unquote, I feel like I've been known to make the first move because why not? Like if you see something you like, go for it. Okay. I love that because I'm the complete opposite when it comes to making the first move usually I don't like to so I think that's again that's also how that really works for us and our friendship because you were open to making the first move and I was I was totally unaware that you were you were even you even existed I mean like obviously you wanted to be my friend too it wasn't just me making moves and nothing happening yeah true it has to work in that way too exactly it is friendship is definitely a two-way yeah yeah but I've been known like in my friendships like they're like Steph you asked me to hang out every day i'm like yo girl like sorry i just want to be your friend and look where we are now yeah no that's beautiful i love that and honestly i do need to improve on making the first move and i think i've done a better job of that i mean no you're super social you talk to everyone and i feel like everyone has like a great relationship with you but i just like wanted to get to know you better (laughs) beyond the hi how are you (laughs) right the the work yeah the work relationship Uh conversations yeah and then I remember one of our first hangouts outside of work that another of our co-worker initiated was uh what is it called an escape Escape room room. yeah and I thought that was a lot of fun and it was really cool to see a lot of our co-workers outside of the work environment because people just look different you know like in their t-shirts yeah (laughs) and jeans yeah compared to how we see them at work and maybe they have they're more um made up or whatever so it was just really cool or wearing sweatpants like that one guy (laughs) who will remain unnamed and that's why we couldn't go to the rooftop bar i'm not salty are you (laughs) just kidding oh yes i mean yeah some of us were more dressed up than others i was ready i was ready for the rooftop bar yeah, a lot, Hon- a lot yeah. Of yeah. Honestly, I didn't. I hate like things that are scary slash horror mm. escape mm-hmm. room, mm-hmm. which and, is the one we did. Which is the yeah. one we did, and I, I love and I love horror. <laughs> Anything horror, I love. So I'm so excited that it's fall. I love fall and Halloween and all the horror movies. I love it all. I hate it, and I was really <laughs> scared and. I couldn't hide it because I knew I had to force myself to go because if someone, if a coworker invites you to do something and you're new, you have to go, right? Mm-hmm. So I went and Tina knows I ended up hiding under our coworker's skirt because so I was so scared. Yeah. So there was a live actor in yeah. the escape room that was supposed to help us get the clue. She wasn't supposed to help us. She was just there to scare us. Wait, wait. Yeah, that's right. That's right. She was supposed to scare us. But she, I guess she did help us at the end after we were so scared. After you were scared. Yeah. I remembered I was still trying to figure out the clue. And you were just like, Tina, what are you doing? I was running around. And then she was chasing me because she was supposed to be like, uh, I don't know, like a... Like- some. Like a, like a crazy science experiment yeah, gone wrong. Exactly. And she was like chasing us and making noise. Yeah. But with those with those escape rooms, you know they can't touch you. They're not allowed to. So She came pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, so to me, that's why I'm not scared because I'm just like, this is fake. I, nothing, she can't do I still home. don't like it. <laughs> if someone's running around chasing me, <laughs> I don't care if it's fake or not. It's, it seemed real. But they can only chase you if you're running. So if you're not running. But if I don't run, she's going to come at me. <laughs> no, but she can't come at you because she, she can still hover. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> she was too close for comfort, in my opinion. Okay, I guess. But I mean, it was still fun. And yeah. it was in LA, which is a city I don't think we generally venture towards usually. So it was fun just to explore LA a little bit, even though, as Steph mentioned, we didn't get into the rooftop bar. So we settled for, I guess, the 100th floor bar inside. We were, I, yeah, I guess we were pretty close. Yeah. But still, it's not the same. It wasn't, but it's okay. We can redo that <laughs> after the quarantine. Post-quarantine. Yeah. Which brings us to what we've been doing since quarantine. So right now, as you may know, the world is in a pandemic. Honestly, the world is kind of into shambles right now, but we'll get into that in a different episode. So since quarantine has started stuff, we haven't really seen each other that often. We FaceTimed a couple times throughout the quarantine. Right. So how have you been maintaining contact with your friends and doing to keep yourself busy? I don't know. When quarantine first started, you'll probably feel the same way. I was like super down and like kind of depressed. And I'm someone who like loves routine. And to me, like when like everything went down, I was like, oh, no, like what do I do? Like my screen time was up to like eight hours. <laughs> like I had acne on my face. You don't get acne. Yeah. I'm just going to interject no, here. I had like a volcano on no, my you face. Don't. But like I think... I don't know, like, in terms of, like, keeping in touch with friends and family, well, I live with my family, so now I see them 24-7. <laughs> What's up, fam? And, Hi, and, mama and papa side. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of keeping up with friends, like, I don't know, I've gone to, like, the Zoom birthday calls, like, the awkward house party calls. Wait, how are those? I've only been to a few. I mean, we went to some. We went to the same awkward ones. <laughs> <laughs> fun at them great Tina <laughs> just kidding no it was only awkward because my internet was like mm, off mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I was like okay oh, yeah. like I can't tell if they heard me or if I heard them or if they heard me but they're ignoring me <laughs> which is even worse right so you never want to think that even yeah if that happened, never think that I guess just be positive but like I guess like in the beginning I was doing a lot of like virtual spin workouts and virtual mm. yoga and just like Netflix partying and like the cool thing about quarantine is that a lot of my friends don't really live that close to me so I've been able to like FaceTime and talk to them more and like we've all kind of like settled on like after this whole thing is over we're gonna like travel together so we'll see and I definitely feel closer to them in that sense. What about you Tina? Yeah, so I can definitely agree that in the beginning of quarantine, when we started working from home, that was definitely an adjustment. Even though I have an hour commute one way to work, I know, <laughs> I know, guys, I'm insane. But I really missed seeing everyone in the office and just being able to interact with others because I also live at home with my parents. So we 
were seeing each other 24-7. And when you live with Asian parents, not it's a to, lot. It's, it can be a lot. Right. So it was just a little discouraging and different from our everyday lives. Also, I was really having a hard time sleeping because I think I didn't have a lot of engagement and interaction that I usually did. So I kind of had insomnia the first couple months and that was a little difficult. But I mean, at least I didn't have to wake up early to commute. So that also helped that I didn't have to wake up so early. But I think as the weeks went by, the months went by and it just continued and we were not going to get out of quarantine anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I think we all just slowly started to adjust. And now I actually enjoy working from home and spending time with my parents a lot more. I think we were able to get closer a little bit because I was able, I knew how to handle them a little bit better. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie I actually got in a few fights with my parents but I think it's good because sometimes like you have to get real with them and you might have conflicting views yeah sometimes you just get in the moment and you can't help it but as long as we realize that we were in the wrong and we apologize after (laughs) little things blow up sometimes when you Mm -hmm. live with people and you just have to learn how to navigate that yeah. next time. And adapt. Exactly. So, Tina, what activities have you been doing to keep yourself busy and sane? Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, I like to try new hobbies and really give them a shot. So I have progressed through a lot of hobbies throughout quarantine since it's been six months or so. Yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of the hobbies I did kind of reflect what America did as well because... I first started off with baking, which I kind of did a lot when I was younger, but then I kind of just fell off. And it's so unhealthy, honestly. Why is that unhealthy? I mean, baking, like just eating what you're baking is so unhealthy. Like the product, the baked goods. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think it's still healthy because you're still like getting in the kitchen and making something, you know, and creating something. Yeah, says the girl who didn't include all the butter in her cookies and only included <laughs> half a stick. Yeah, I made the worst cookies and it looked really pretty, but they were disgusting because I didn't think cookies needed that much butter. But they anyways, do. go on, yeah. Tina. Um, yeah, and then it was just so difficult to get flour and all of that. And I did that for a couple months. I made, I did perfect some cookies. So I think that that's, been really good so I kind of try to make that for events or birthdays and such another thing I did was calligraphy which I didn't know was a huge thing on social media because surprise I didn't have social media <laughs> Tina lives under a rock for those of you who don't know literally. I live under a very well-informed rock though sure yes I mean you're always like I'm surprised you know about this yeah for some stuff but not all stuff Okay, true, 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 yes. So I just stumbled upon that, and then I've been practicing that for a couple months. And honestly, calligraphy, I think starting off is definitely one of the hardest things to do because this is muscle memory that you've never used before. So this definitely does take a lot of repetition, a lot of practice, a lot of patience, a lot of dedication. So I definitely have learned to keep that in mind when I'm 
starting out new projects or new hobbies and it's still not that great (laughs) I gave up you guys (laughs) I tried it for one week and I think I did it for three days and then after that I was like you know what I'm just gonna fake it (laughs) no but it looks really good even though it's shaky the the fake quote-unquote but yeah Tina has great Mm, not great great work ethic (laughs) no 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 I think I just had time so and it was a little bit meditative just kind of sitting down and working and practicing on that not really thinking about anything else and then actually Steph you asked if I wanted to do a bullet journal yes I did yeah so I actually did calligraphy without any intention of using it really because that's the kind of person I am (laughs) (laughs) Tina just does things for fun exactly so and I had known about bullet journaling but it honestly looks so intimidating all the YouTube all the YouTube channels that I watch about bullet journaling, it just looked really hard, difficult, time-consuming. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to try that. But then Steph asked, and I was like, oh, for sure, I'll try it with you, though, because I think it'd be a great project to work on with someone else. Yeah, I definitely would not have gotten into bullet journal without Tina because she did all the research and sent all the (laughs) links of what we should buy. And I even told her to buy the wrong bullet journal at first. And then she had to buy us new bullet journals out of pocket. So shout out, Tina. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the wrong bullet journal. It (laughs) It just, just everything bled through. Yeah, but it was a very popular one. Yeah, so I blame the internet. (laughs) Yeah, but it was fine. And then I think something I learned also from bullet journaling is even though I didn't feel like my calligraphy was all there yet. It's there. <laughs> but Yeah. So even though I didn't feel like it was up to par, I think sometimes you just have to start things and then just know that it's going to get better. Don't try and perfect it because then you'll never start or you'll never finish bullet journaling stuff. What are some hobbies that you started doing? Besides fitness, because you're besides a fitness fanatic. Besides fitness. Okay, you guys. So I just got the Apple Watch and I'm oh, so <laughs> obsessed with it. Not just for fitness aspects. I think it's just really helped me decrease my screen time. But it is really cool to like be able to track your calories. And I love my Apple Watch. But besides that, I guess during this time, I was supposed to run a half marathon. Yeah. Yeah, that was during, a great accomplishment. Definitely. Thanks. I was supposed to run a half marathon in March, but obviously with everything shutting down, we couldn't do it anymore. So I actually did the Lululemon Seaweeds half marathon in August. Which you asked me to do and I politely declined. Okay, this is the one time I was not a yes man. Did I ask you? You, t- you asked me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I remember. I asked a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, okay. And then. And what did they say? It was, I mean, some people said yes, but they didn't end up following through because of, I don't know, like school and like other things that came up and it was like obviously quarantine. So it's kind of hard to run mm-hmm. outside depending what neighborhood you're in, mm-hmm. like finding good trails. But yeah, so I finished my half marathon. That was super cool. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. I I definitely want to do a full marathon or a half marathon in person one day. You should come with me, Tina. I will definitely cheerlead and cheer you on. Oh, no. I thought she was going to say yes. (laughs) This is so out of character for Tina. I mean, when it comes to running, it's a little bit. I mean, oh, so I also did start running a little bit during quarantine. 
And I did that maybe for a month or two months. So and it wasn't that bad as I remembered in middle school days because I think we all had that mile, weekly mile challenge. Do you recall that stuff or were you too too young? The weekly mile. Oh, yeah. Like running a mile. Yeah, every week. Yeah. Um, I just remembered I hated it so much. I honestly hated it, too. Like, when I was little, I hated PE. I think it was, like, my least favorite thing. And I'm pretty sure I got a B. Shout out to the PE teacher who gave me a B. (laughs) Same. I got straight A's except for PE. How embarrassing is that? I feel like now I could totally, like, do so amazing because I actually work out now. But PE honestly made me hate fitness. If you guys like PE, send us a DM. (laughs) What do you like about it? Running in circles? And getting picked last on teams. Yeah. Because that's not traumatizing enough. I I remember I was always picked first if, like, we were doing group tests. No, no. If we're doing, like, (laughs) academic group tests and and NPE, I'd get picked last. So I just felt like there was a really big injustice there. I I agree. But, I mean, also, I was pretty unfit, so whatever. (laughs) I mean, we were 11, 12. Yeah, we were young. How fit are you supposed to be at that age? Yeah, you're just a child. Live your life. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> don't worry. being an NBA star. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> yeah. But I guess like other things I've been doing during quarantine is like Tina mentioned earlier, we love the library and the library actually closed. So I got a Kindle and I actually <gasps> hopped on Kindle Unlimited and I'm going to oh. try to read more now. So that's been pretty <gasps> exciting. What What books? have you would you recommend or have you really liked okay so that the one book that we both read maybe you should talk to someone I just felt like it was so cool so basically if you guys don't know it's a book based um by a therapist and she talks about her like clients and her therapy sessions as well and honestly towards the half towards like the end of the book I was just in tears (laughs) like bawling every day Yeah, so I'm really glad you introduced me to that book. I didn't cry or shed one tear. Tina's heartless. I am heartless. My friends call me Tin Man. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's shocking. (laughs) Well, because I don't cry for emotional scenes in movies. or I usually don't, whereas they're bawling, usually. Hmm. Um, But yeah, I really, really also enjoyed the book. There were a lot of great gems to take away from the lessons that she learns with her clients as well as from her own therapist. So that's a highly recommended book from both of us for anyone who's interested in learning more about if you want to do therapy or just kind of life takeaways in general. Yeah, it honestly changed my life, I'd say. Yeah, I think so too. Um. Yeah, and other than that, I have started a new morning routine where I meditate now. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> and talk about things I'm grateful about and do three manis- manifestations. Okay. Wait, so how do you meditate? Cuz I tried doing that last year and I've definitely fallen off the bandwagon on that. I don't know. Like for me, I do the guided meditations. Yeah, I definitely need okay. the guided one. Because I was like, I know some people just meditate, but for me, I definitely need <laughs> guidance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I literally just look it up on YouTube, like morning, like, I don't know, like oh, morning okay. meditations or like core power has like one that's like a few ones that are like free and you can just kind of listen to it. Because I realized why I got into it was because in yoga classes, they would always have like a little bit of like, 
you know, like the emotional part at the end where you talk about like why you're grateful and they like kind of talk you through and it sets you up for like a really great day or night, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, like I kind of want that good feeling, but without doing the full yoga class. Yes. And that's why I kind of got into it because I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. So the few times that I have done yoga, I always feel really great after because of that whole meditative um, vibe to it. But sometimes, like Steph said, I don't want to go through the whole yoga class itself. Right. So meditation is definitely the perfect alternative to that. I used to use apps. So I used to use Headspace. And then I now have on my phone the Calm app, which I really like because it has a lot of features other than guided meditations. It has also has stories for you to help you go to sleep. And it has it features a lot of celebrities that also do guided meditations. There's one with LeBron James. Even though I have it, I haven't really used it recently. But Steph is going to inspire me to start again, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And then are there any positives that you've taken from the quarantine? I know there's been a lot going on. I know there's been a lot of sadness, a lot of deaths, unfortunately. But besides all of that from the pandemic, have you have you taken any positives or have you seen any positives since the quarantine started? I guess like one of the most positive things that I've taken from everything kind of slowing down is just being okay with being alone. Because personally, before I would get really bad FOMO, fear of missing out. And I would just look at stories all the time and like be sad if I was at home. But now I think I'm just pretty happy being alone. And that's like something I'm trying to work on, especially in therapy. It's just like how to be your own best friend. How do you hype yourself up? Because even though we're talking about all these friendships and relationships we have, like no one is perfect. And I think everyone is going to let you down at some point. But except like, me, not yeah, me. except you. <laughs> but it's like you just got to keep, you know, carrying yourself along. And I think having that confidence will actually attract like better vibes, like better people and like mm-hmm. people that are actually deserving of your attention instead of just, you know, being super busy all the time, divesting energy and people that might not be reciprocating. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's really important to evaluate. I love that. I couldn't agree more. I definitely do think the quarantine has taught us that we need each other to survive, but also we need to learn how to love ourselves too in order to just get going. And even though times are tough right now, we just need to be resilient. And I think the quarantine has really taught everyone to do that, to be strong, resilient. Also, it's allowed people to live more in the moment, I think, in terms of slowing down since I think before quarantine everyone was just always focused on go 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 and now that we physically can't go anywhere it's allowed people to really enjoy and appreciate life more and also something else is that I've seen a lot of my friends with the extra time that they've had start side hustles and projects that they're passionate about And I think for Steph and myself, that's starting this podcast. So actually, Steph, 
came up with the idea. She literally just texted me one time and was just like, hey, do you want to start a podcast? And usually I'm a very risk averse person. I Same. think we're both very risk averse Same. people. <laughs> but and then I think you asked me to do something before. What was it like a nonprofit? Yeah. And then that I was like, nah, like I shut that down. <laughs> and then, But when you asked me to do the podcast, immediately my answer was, oh, my gosh, that's such a great idea. I don't know why I never would have thought of that. But I think because we're so passionate about podcasts, about having authentic and genuine conversations, that the idea of starting a podcast really spoke to the both of us. We just really want to build a community where we can really highlight our voices, Asian voices, but also voices for people of color and other minorities. So I think starting this podcast will really allow us to connect more with others and allow other people to connect with us, hopefully, and laugh at our lame jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to me, I asked Tina to start a podcast because I was like, I have, like I said earlier, a little bit of social anxiety at times. And Tina just talks to everyone. She's not scared. So I was like, perfect. This will be awesome. And I feel like Tina is like one of those people that's just naturally curious about other people. And I don't think I am that way. Like sometimes I'm like, I don't really want to text that person because then I have to start this whole conversation. But you initiate a lot, though. I guess I do. But it's at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if I want to listen to like them yapping but it's I mean I do care about people but not to the extent Tina does so that's why I wanted someone who's like similar like in a way but also different so we could Mm -hmm, have like mm -hmm. these two perspectives yes I definitely agree with that too I think I think you're always very good at initiating and being like hey come sit with us and for me then when you invite them, then I'll talk to them, I guess. <laughs> our, our formula. Our teamwork. Our, yeah, our teamwork is going to be like. I mean, I don't know. To me, like, like I said, like when I was little, I was bullied. Aww. So just like standing from outside of the circle, I never want to make people feel like that. Mm-hmm. So that's something I hope to, you know, like really talk about during this podcast and something I'm trying to like work through with therapy obviously but it's like that's why I would like invite people or just try to be like hey like come do this like come sit with us like you know because it's like I think everyone kind of needs that one person to invite them yeah no I completely agree I love that you're even conscientious of that to invite people that kind of feel like they're on the outside most people they don't even think to do that they just are enjoying their time <laughs> with so, the group. <laughs> yeah they're just like enjoying their time with the group haha not really paying attention to others so I love that since you were bullied in the past which I'm really sorry about and those people hopefully they grew out of that but I love that that made you more aware of how an outsider quote-unquote might feel and then another reason that I think we really wanted to start the podcast is We wanted to invest in ourselves and really start something for us and not just for work or for family or friends. We wanted to do this for us and this speaks to us and it's kind of our passion project, something that we're really passionate about and want to focus on. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, like Tina mentioned before, we're super risk averse. So when Tina was like, yeah, like I'm down to start this. I was like, 
oh no, like this is actually going to require lots of work. But I guess like something my therapist has told me is like, hey, like you have a voice and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, like even if you think like, it's not, it's important. not important like mm-hmm. but it actually is because totally. no one else can share like your point of view and no one else has gone through what you've gone through and even if like you think like I don't know your circumstance is super unique but it's like most likely other people can relate to some extent because we're all human exactly yeah so I think a part of why we're risk adverse is kind of we're being Asian <laughs> Let's not generalize, but I mean, part, <laughs> part, partly, partly, we don't want people to get, get at us on our first episode, but I think a lot of it is a fear of failure as well. So I think, like Steph said, just really know that your voice is important, even though I think I've definitely struggled with that. Personally, I never really thought my voice mattered, but I think since Steph started or since I've asked about starting the podcast, I've really had to remind myself that, yes, my voice matters, your voice matters, and together we can make a difference in the community, in the world. We just have to believe in ourselves, essentially. Yeah, I think believing in yourself can go a long way. And, Tina, I think your voice has always mattered. I feel like you have something to say about literally everything. (laughs) Is that a good thing? (laughs) That's a good thing, because I feel like, Anytime I ask Tina about something, she'll like for a recommendation, for example, she'll send me a bunch of links like this is a Reddit fan favorite. (laughs) And I'm like, yo, I don't think I would do that kind of research for my friend. I just feel like you have Google, use Google. (laughs) But yeah, Tina definitely has a lot to say about everything. And I don't know. I think that's why we'll work great together. Yeah, stuff, dude. You always give me the best recommendations. I think you give me more recommendations than I give you recommendations. But anyways. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you you introduced me to more podcasts and more shows, more books. So I really, really appreciate that. And I think you have a lot of in- insight as well that we can all learn from. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think that's going to wrap it up for our first episode. Yeah. So we'll be releasing episodes every... Damn it, we didn't talk about this. <laughs> I know. So we'll be releasing episodes every Tuesday. Yeah, so definitely come check us out every week. Follow us at Friends After 5 on Instagram. Subscribe to us on Spotify. And Tina, what's your handle? My handle on Instagram, which I just barely started, is at Tina Honey with two Y's. And Steph, what's yours? And mine is at Steph Christabel, C-H-R-I-S-T-A-B-E-L. Perfect. Okay, we'll see you next week, guys. Hope you had fun. Woohoo! Bye! Bye. Bye.